In his weekly press conference, Eli Drinkwitz sure seemed to share a lot more information with the media and Missouri fans than he normally does. How am I interpreting that? Well, I'll talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day, and thanks for sending a fellow true son or daughter over to LockedOnMizzou.com, where you can find links to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, etc., etc., Etc. But obviously, what we got to lead off with today, as usual, and I do want to get to Missouri basketball later in the show, by the way, but we got to start off with Missouri football. Of course, homecoming is Saturday, Vanderbilt coming to town. And the big question still seems to be who is going to start at quarterback for Missouri. And at this point, I have to say it has to be an open question. You have had an entire bye week now. If you're going to make that change, well, maybe now's a pretty good time. And it is noteworthy, to me at least, during his meeting with the media this afternoon, Drinkwitz, Coach Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri, of course, said that quarterbacks Sam Horn and Tyler Macon practiced well during the bye. Also noted that Horn led multiple touchdown drives during last week's scrimmage. Now, that's really about the first we've heard of Sam Horn. Any specifics coming out of Missouri, especially from the head coach's direct mouth, straight from the horse's mouth, if you will, about Sam Horn. That's that's pretty notable to me. It definitely raises my eyebrows. Now, I'm not saying that Horn is definitely going to start on Saturday, but I went from thinking it was probably a 90% chance that Brady Cook would start on Saturday to now I'm going, eh, maybe more like 70-30 now. I'm, I'm just kind of wondering. I, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I think that's really interesting. And not only did Eli Drinkwitz mention Sam Horn and, and Tyler Macon as well, by the way, but also many, many other young players that haven't come up really all year, including Boonville freshman DJ Wesselak, who has apparently moved from defensive end to linebacker. He apparently had an inner, he reportedly had an interception in practice. That was something that Drinkwitz brought up. Also, Marquise Gracial, Jalen Marshall, Drinkwitz brought up those two guys as standouts during the bye on the defensive side of the ball. He's also said that Kai Montgomery seems to be coming on strong, recovering from his knee injury last season. So just a lot of interesting names there, a lot of interesting names that younger guys, a lot of redshirt freshmen there, some true freshmen there that Missouri fans have been wanting to hear about all season. But in part because of the nature of college football now, you don't necessarily develop your young guys maybe at the rapid pace you once did. Now you plug holes with the transfer portal, with guys being able to transfer essentially without sitting out for 99% of the time, it would seem. Well, tell that to Vince Polgar, I suppose, the 
who Missouri fans thought was going to be the starting center for them this season. But for the most part, it just seems like it's getting harder and harder for those young guys to crack their way up the two deeps. But, you know, there were other guys that that Isaac Thompson, I think, a, a defensive back out of St. Louis, also Makai Miller, who got some action against Florida, Micah Manning. I mean, just a lot of guys that really haven't been out there all season. For Drinkwitz to bring them up, that tells me that not only is a young guy at quarterback maybe getting some action, Sam Horn possibly, maybe even Tyler Macon in a special package or something, who knows, but just all types of different young guys could be out there against Vanderbilt, against New Mexico State. It's almost it's interesting because you'd think that Drinkwitz, well, he'd be doing everything he possibly could to win this ball game, get to bowl eligibility. I, I just find this to be really interesting timing and probably indicative that, yeah, some new guys are going to be seeing the field on Saturday. Now, as far as the injury report goes, for this homecoming ball game, it sounds like Chad Bailey, Chris Abrams Drain, and ba- Barrett Bannister should be good to go for Saturday's ball game. Obviously, Abrams Drain and Bailey in particular, a big time upgrade for what is already a really good Missouri defense. But Barrett Bannister, obviously an underrated piece too. You can always use his hands on third and four without question. But also, probably even more notably, wide receiver Luther Burden, of course, the the bona fide number two, I guess, if you will, number one or number two high school wide receiver from this past year. Well, he's still nursing that high ankle injury. It said, Drinkwood says that the staff will see how he handles practice today. I got to be honest, after seeing how Burden came out of that game a couple weeks ago, unable to put any weight on that ankle whatsoever, and apparently he had been struggling with a bit of a high ankle problem even before re-injuring it there against Florida. I, I have I find it kind of hard to believe that we're going to be seeing Burden on Saturday. That seems like an awfully quick turnaround time for a pretty would look like a pretty severe high ankle injury. So we'll see what happens. He's certainly a tough guy. It wouldn't stun me if he were out there, but as Missouri fans, definitely prepare yourself to see a different guy as in that outside receiver spot and maybe even more importantly back there returning punts for the Tigers as well. And finally on the injury front, Drinkwitz did give us an update on Missouri wide receiver Chance Looper and Missouri was told that he was going to need three months to recover from his medical situation and well three months would be at the end of November the end of the season so still sounds like Looper is at least a month off from returning and well end of November is obviously basically the end of the regular season as well so I'm not so sure that we're going to be seeing Chance Looper unfortunately this season one would think he could certainly get a medical red shirt out of this season at the very least but obviously Just hope that young man gets healthy at the very least. No doubt that he could have helped Missouri this season on the outside, I think, but obviously his health is the number one concern, not football. But you know what? A lot of people's big concerns these days certainly go way beyond football. One of my biggest, inflation. I'll be honest with you. Everything is just getting really expensive these days. Inflation is a a real phenomenon and one I think is going to be with us for a few years here. And I tell you, it really hurts 
anybody who's buying gas, groceries, or dines out, well, you know what? I got something for you. With every purchase, guess what? I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Yes, when I dine out, when I buy gas at the old Pierpont store, buy groceries, whatever it might be, ah, yes, free cash with the Upside app. Well, here's how you get started. Download the free Upside app today. Use my promo code LOCKED and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Once again, download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Well, some good news for an already solid Missouri defense. It's cornerback depth is about to get a lot better. Chris Abrams drain back from injury. That's a that's a huge plus for Missouri. He's been really good. What a great tandem he's been along with Ennis Rakestraw this year. At least at least to my eyes, at least to this podcaster. Those guys have been excellent together. But I have to say I've been surprised not to be seeing DJ Jackson this season. I thought he looked good at the end of last season and well, now I have an explanation. Apparently Jackson has been suspended and now apparently this week he is now back from suspension. But as part of, I I don't know if these are related incidents or what, but also LJ Hewitt and Davion Sistrunk, a couple young defensive backs. Well, they're still on suspension. They haven't played, seen the field this season, but good to see DJ Jackson back in the mix. I think that can't hurt Missouri whatsoever. And I think Drayden Norwood has been a good addition to this defense as well. So really, when it comes to corners, Missouri has quite a bit of depth, especially when you consider that at Florida, Drinkwitz revealed that the Tigers only traveled three scholarship cornerbacks down to Gainesville, but for the most part, those guys held up just fine. So a lot of credit goes out to them and the entire Missouri coaching staff. By the way, Eli Drinkwitz said today that he cannot wait to break out a new uniform style for Saturday's homecoming game. So not just a new helmet. Oh yes, that's that's old news, right? We Missouri fans are used to new helmets at this point. But no, a new uniform style. So my goodness, this promises, this week's edition of Project Run Play promises to be rather exciting. So stay tuned for that right here on the Locked on Mizzou podcast feed. But in all seriousness, I really hope we go with some kind of maybe traditional style uniform, maybe a throwback of some sort, maybe a nod to maybe a great team of Missouri's past. This is homecoming after all, perhaps the... I don't know, is it is the 2007, are those uniforms, is that considered vintage yet? It's been 15 years. Maybe we go all the way back to the 60s, that great era, something like that. Something that's styled off of one of the classic eras of Missouri football would be pretty fun, in my opinion. But that's just what I'm hoping for. But for all I know, they'll come out in, in pink uniforms, for all I know. Who the heck knows? But that's a pretty good tease by Eli Drinkwitz, and once again, Join me here on Locked on Mizzou for another rip-roaring edition of Project Run Play. By the way, I said on yesterday's program that I thought the under- 
total in the Missouri-Vanderbilt game was looking rather attractive. Well, I think my friends over at betonline.net have been listening to me because that line went from 54.5. Well, now the total is down to 52. Also, the betting line, Missouri favored by 14. I believe it opened up at 15, perhaps even 15.5 at other odds makers. So I think some people are starting to realize, hmm, Maybe Missouri tends to play pretty close games these days, especially when it comes to their defense being able to hold down the opposition. I think Missouri's kind of proven that at this point. Certainly, I would have liked it a lot better at 54.5. Even at 52, if you're going to force me to pick a side, I'm still going to go under, but certainly I liked it a lot more at 54.5 than 52. But you know what? Coming up, we got to talk about some Missouri basketball because that's just around the corner. Of course, we've been very football-focused on this program, but you know what? We can't let hoops get the short shrift any longer. But like I said, homecoming is coming up. I hope that we're, we're going to maybe do a nod back to a classic Missouri era, like perhaps that great 69 season, yes, the 1970 Orange Bowl participant, that was the last conference champions by Missouri. Well, you know what? Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting plays or play, the most exciting recent play or plays throughout the history of our alma mater. Yes, old Missouri. Well, this week's thrilling moment from Mizzou is from that 1970 Orange Bowl because I want you to all actually get on YouTube if you've never seen this game. Even though it's a 10-3 to ball game, I tell you, Jefferson City's John Staggers. Two of the best punt returns you're ever going to see that just don't quite score. I'm telling you, a lot of talk about interceptions thrown in that ball game by Missouri, but if you want the positive side, Staggers was an unbelievable element of explosion in that special teams game. Just a a fun guy to watch for sure. And you know what? This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Believe it or not, folks, we are less than three weeks away from the tip-off of Missouri men's basketball. November 7th, Monday, 7 o'clock against Southern Indiana. Yes, if you can name one player in the history of Southern Indiana basketball, well, you've got one over on me, I'll give you that. So not exactly the most thrilling start to the season. That's pretty much going to look like Missouri's November home schedule, I hate to say it. But as C.Y. Young, Missouri's assistant coach, said, yeah, you want to play a, a really horrifically boring an easy schedule. Uh, those are my words, not his. But he said something similar to that. He said, when you're starting over rebuilding a team from scratch like this, well, maybe not a bad idea. I'll give you that. And when you look at this Missouri roster, well, doesn't have much in common with last year's roster except for the fact that these are a whole bunch of new players. And first of all, when it comes to guys who are actually going to start 
on this team. Yes, we're less than three weeks away. I don't think I've ever had less of a handle on how I actually think the starting lineup and the actual lineups for Missouri are going to shake out. Now, I have two, I have two names for you. Kobe Brown, perhaps you've heard of him. Yes, I'm pretty sure he's going to start, ladies and gentlemen. A solid SEC player, Missouri's best player probably for a couple years now. Yeah, he's going to be in there. Also, Isaiah Mosley, the former Rockbridge kid, transfer from Missouri State, one of the best scorers in the entire country. I feel pretty confident that this 6'5 guard, his, his game's going to translate nicely to the SEC high major level. I guess some of you might have some questions there. I I just frankly don't. I think he's going to be really good immediately. And regardless, the main point here, he's going to start from day one. I think we can all agree with that. I also think Nick Honor, transfer from Clemson. I believe he's a four-year player at Clemson. He's listed as a graduate student here on the roster. So to me, Nick Honor, a true point guard, a guy with way more experience than at this level, especially than the other true point guard on your team, Sean East. I just think he's really likely to start as well. But again, the other two spots, your guess is as good as mine. I think there's definitely a chance that you could see at that, I guess, an extra guard spot, an extra wing spot, if you will. I think Demoy Hodge, who played at Cleveland State with Dennis Gates last year, I think he's got a good chance to start for sure. He looked like a pretty good scorer, at least at that level. DeAndre Golston, kind of the same thing from Milwaukee. Again, just a lot of options there. But also, interestingly enough, one thing you'll notice, the guys I've listed off so far who are possible likely starters, well, Kobe Brown is by far the biggest guy among them. And actually, I think people forget just how big Kobe Brown really is. He is every bit of six foot eight and 250 pounds because he's, you know, a relatively athletic guy for that size. You forget just how much paint he can really control down there. But I do think you're going to need more size next to Brown for sure. And the interesting thing is the two biggest guys on the roster, you've got Maybor Majak. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. We'll have to find out here in a couple weeks. But that young man from the South Sudan also was a walk-on, I believe, at Cleveland State last year. Or perhaps he's walking on to Missouri this year. I, I may have to may have to correct myself later on that one. But regardless, he's seven foot two, two hundred and forty-five pounds. Seems like a bit of a project at this point. The same probably goes for Mohamed Diara, who played really well at Garden City Community College last year, originally from Paris, France, a guy who really has shown a really intriguing skill set on film for sure. But at 6'10", 215, you know, I don't know if he's ready for the SEC yet either. Frankly, if he's out there starting for Missouri here in about three weeks, that's probably a good sign, actually. If they're showing that level of faith in him and he looks like he's ready for prime time, well, you can say that this Missouri team has a bit more upside than I might have imagined. And actually, if you look at the projections right now, KenPalm.com, that's kind of your go-to, certainly my go-to projections and advanced statistical site. Well, they have Missouri projected to be the 41st best team in the country. 
Sounds a lot better than last year, doesn't it? Where Missouri was around, I don't know, 150th or something like that. You'll forgive me if I'm not going to actually go look that number up. It, it frankly would pain me a little bit too much to do so. But there is plenty of, that just goes to show you that even objectively speaking, there's a lot of talent, a lot of interesting pieces on this roster. It's just going to take some time to figure out how they all fit together. I also think, again, if you want a little bit of size, maybe it isn't maybe it isn't Majak or Majak, however you pronounce his name. Again, I'll figure this out eventually, folks. Maybe it isn't Mohamed Diara initially. Maybe you just go with Ronnie DeGray again. Maybe him and Kobe Brown together are a decent enough combination. That leaves you pretty thin on the inside, just in terms of rebounding the basketball and protecting the rim. But maybe maybe that's the, the direction you go, at least at the beginning of the year, until one or both of those guys is maybe ready to be a true center and man the paint. Also, Northern Iowa, I need to mention one more guy here, I think, at the very least. Northern Iowa transfer Noah Carter seems to have somewhat of a similar skill set to Kobe Brown, but I think... Kobe Brown can play with just about anybody, too. So I don't see any reason why Carter and Brown couldn't start together if that was your best combination. And of course, the true freshman, six foot eight, just sky high jumper, Aiden Shaw from Blue Valley in Overland Park, Kansas. Well, he's a really, really intriguing prospect, without a doubt. But again, as a true freshman, is he going to immediately be ready to start? Seems a little bit hard to believe. But it could happen. Maybe by as the season goes along, maybe Shaw will continue to claw into other people's minutes, veterans ahead of him. And frankly, if he does, again, like Mohamed Diara, if he seems like he's ready for prime time, well, Aiden Shaw, if he starts stealing minutes early in the season, probably a good sign for Missouri for this season and definitely for the future. So with all that being said, keep it locked on here to the Locked on Mizzou podcast feed or on YouTube because coming up this week, of course, going to talk about that new uniform combination. We're going to talk, we're going to make my official Missouri Vanderbilt pick. Do I think you should bet on the Tigers? What about that over under everything that possibly comes up? Going to scout Vanderbilt in depth as well. So keep it locked right here on Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.